Good evening, everyone, and we are back with another episode of the Black Multiverse, Multiverse Theory, Theory Podcast. Podcast. This is episode 25. Five. Yeah, big things are gone this week. Uh, podcast mm-hmm. challenging anti-blackness <laughs> through discussions of global, local, and popular culture from the perspective of Afro-Canadians who live different versions of ourselves to navigate everyday life. And this podcast is available on Apple, Google, Spotify, Breaker, Podbean, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and of course also Stitcher. Mm-hmm. And you should be watching us live tonight um, on the social media networks, particularly Facebook to begin with. Facebook. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we're out here. So, how was your week? It was particularly awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, what, so... What, what happened? You know what happened. But before that, anything before the epic epic? Oh, just like a pretty much a regular go-over of the last week. Okay. Um, I almost can't remember anything. We had, um, we had band practice in the space last week. Yes. Um, and... We did. We posted it up. We posted up our band practice, mm-hmm. um, and we asked everybody to name the band. We, we had a naming competition. A whole competition? Mm-hmm. Well... Was it like a poll, or did people like have original? We just shouted out, just put it out there, named this band, and people came up with silly ideas, and some people came up with serious ideas, mm-hmm. and we ended up with a pretty good name. So the name is Bliss. The name is Bliss. Is it Bliss Band or just Bliss? Like when you get up there, it's like Bliss the band. It's pretty much bless the band. The bliss band. It's pretty much just bliss. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So um, you had the rehearsal, and then during the week, somebody named it, named the band. Yes, we had we had rehearsal on Sunday, mm-hmm. and then it was the rehearsal is for the bliss band is was performing for an engagement party mm-hmm. the bride um being east indian and the groom being of scottish descent um had seen our band <coughs> play at um the station formerly known as the needle yes and once we performed there um it was great had had a great 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 time um, and she saw us having a good time there and said, we, we need to have you for this engagement party. Mm. They're going to get married out in Scotland. So they wanted to have a engagement Wahoo party, mm-hmm. which happened yesterday. Yeah. Last night. Yeah. Yep. Yep. While doing the, the band rehearsal last week, we came up against a problem. And the problem was that we had a song. Um, the vocalist thought it was a singing song? Or how did you guys choose that song? No, it, it's a song that, that 
um, the vocalists have done before, but forgot, I guess we forgot we had, there's a rap portion. Yeah, and it's every, the and everybody, song. And everybody <laughs> loves the song. Yeah. And it's a great crowd pleaser. Yeah. If you could get somebody just to rap the song. Right. Now, I did a competition about four or five years ago called um, Alberta's... Is Alber it a singing competition? Yeah, it's a singing... Not Alberta's Got Talent, but it, it was another a competition that I had done. In there was a young lady named Rewo, and Rewo... She's incredible. Rewo wanted to win. <laughs> so, Rewo not only sang the song, but she rapped the Lauren Hill song on top of it. Oh, she rapped it? She rapped a Lauren Hill song, but it wasn't that, that song. That one. Okay, got you. So everybody was like, oh, Rewo could do it. Mm. And when it came down to it, Rewo hadn't, uh, she hadn't, um, I guess, practiced it or, or whatever. So she did not um, want to do it. Mm -hmm. So then oh, she uh, didn't want to. the other girl in there was uh, Kaje and she was like, I'll do it, but I don't know it. Um, so while we we're doing it, kind of struggling through the song, we we're about to give up the song when somebody noticed Nilo over here. Rapping the entire song because I know the whole thing. Rapping, <laughs> rapping. Um, so she's she's rapping over <laughs> In the corner yeah. of the shop. I'm trying to add to the mod, actually, because sometimes you just need somebody to give you what the flow is. The hard thing about rap, unlike singing, there's still a flow. There's still notes. There's still pauses and breaths and all those things. So I was trying to give them the, the flow. Sometimes you get lost and you mm. don't know where you are, but they didn't know nothing. Like They were like, oh, I think I remember, kind of. <laughs> and she's sitting there. Um, like Cinderella over here sweeping up hair <laughs> and stuff. Cinderella, I'm sweeping in the business that I own. P.S. <laughs> right after doing work, but oh, I hear you. Oh, like Bell did Bell. Okay, <laughs> all right. So I'm over there in the corner. What's her name? Um, Which one, yeah, Tiana? Tiana. Okay, fine. At your own little restaurant. <laughs> Sing it. Anyways, we noticed they noticed her singing um, or rapping, and they're like, "You're gonna do it then." Well, I said, "I said it's not a problem. I'll stand in front while the vocalists are on stage, and I'll rap along with them." That's that was what I said. I'm nope. like, "I'll stand there and I'll, I'll have like I'll rap, so you'll have the rhythm, right?" And nobody wants that. And they were like, "Yeah, or you could just do it." <laughs> <laughs> So fast forward to yesterday when we did it as a band. Yeah, and you'll see. You guys are incredible anyway. Like Bliss Band is the most just live. Everybody's up there having fun. It's all positive um, vibrations. Like I thought that the vocalists particularly, but I thought somebody would be like, no, you can't come up here. This is our band. But not a single person was like that. Everybody was like. Yeah, okay, better you than me. Everybody was like, get, get up here. <laughs> get up here. But I think the musicians wanted to do it particularly because it sounded so good. It sounded just like the song. It sounded just like the song. The musicians are amazing. Yeah, here. just Shout incredible. to all the musicians uh, that were out there. 
um, that were performing. I mean, when we, like nobody knew what to expect. And even throughout the week, coming up to it, you know, the ladies were like, you know what, it's not really fair for us to put this on Nilo, let's just sing another song. So a whole other song was recommended for it. What song? Um, I don't remember right now. Okay. But I'll, I'll find it. Right. Um, but the thought, the, but then I came in and I was like, yo, Nilo's been practicing the song, you know, like, <laughs> she's got it down. And, and there was no questions after that. Really? The suitors I said that you, they're like, good. Okay, fine. That's <laughs> it. She's got this. She's got I was practicing the second they were like, yeah, Nilo. I was like, okay, we're going to have to do this because I'm not going to let these people down. Everybody on this in this band is phenomenal. I'm like, phenomenal. just great, grateful and blessed to be sharing the stage with any single one person that's up there who has like, who everybody has like really serious music careers. Everybody is really doing their thing and getting mm. out there, hanging out with musicians, working on their craft. Just just a group of driven forward just awesome group right so yeah. i was not trying to i actually apologized to my clients and my clients were like oh do it right now then <laughs> i'm like i'm not really ready <laughs> they're like no you you have just do it right now just keep playing it what do i class i had it in my headphones and then i put my phone in my headphones down yeah that lady turned to me and was like Where's your headphones? You're not practicing? You're going to ruin the people's wedding? <laughs> I was like, oh, oh, I had to put my headphones back on. Like I, like I could have in any case. I had to tell her that too much practice is too much. Yeah, like, literally. You, you don't need to do like, too much. Uh, I think you got it. But do you know what scared me? Is that the one practice that we did mm-hmm. where we went through this song one and a half times or maybe a combination of one time. Yeah. I like fumbled over the second stanza, even though I know it. So I was, I was like, "Oh no!" Here's the thing: everybody has to know about Dilo. We have the practice, so we had the one practice left, which was last week Sunday. Right. Then they told her to do it. We never practiced it after that. Right. She had to go home and learn it. Right. So she had to come back on the day of the actual event <laughs> at soundcheck. At soundcheck, <laughs> and then go ru- do a run through. Run through it. So she she goes on the run through, and she kicks the first line. Day. Boom! First verse knocks it out of the park. Everybody's excited. They're like, "Oh, she's got this!" Then she hits the second verse, and she kind of fumbles. Mind on blank. It. Nobody feels that you're gonna fumble up. Really? Nobody. Everybody's like, you hit that sec- that first verse good. We'll help you. Trust me. <laughs> you got this. It's good. Trust me. They were good after that. Yeah. Everybody was good, good. Okay, okay. So we went out and same same um, vibe and same energy. Got out there. Um, it's time for her to do her verse. Right now, Uzi... The I'm going to paint the picture for for all the people out there. So hold on. No, Uzi. Uzi okay, so. <laughs> Uzi either set me up for success or for failure. <laughs> Uzi, Uzi is this. This is this is the thing. Oh, my God. The members of the band. First of all, you need to know the members of the band. Everybody's so talented. So the members of the band, you've got Jonathan Depish. Now, he plays saxophone, blonde hair, blue eyes. Really cool guy. So he's We the, call him the sexiest guy on the stage. The sex <laughs> the sexiest guy. So that's that's him. You've got Alex 
on mm-hmm. guitar. Yes. Alex. Super talented. Amazing guitarist. He's got the wah, wah, wah. He's yeah. got that nice um, Jimi Hendrix type style of, yeah. of guitar. Yeah. Um, then you got Taro. Taro's got this wonderful electric guitar. He's flowing with it. Everything's He's so flowing. good. And he's amazing. He's quiet, but I, yeah. he's like a quiet thunder. He's, he's in there holding it down. He's the, he's the, what's that guy's name? He's the, um, Tim Duncan of the, Ooh, <laughs> of the. Tim, Tim, Tim Duncan. <laughs> Taro's the Tim Duncan of Taro's the band. Taro's the Tim Duncan of the band. You got, That's you got it. on bass, um, well, they call him LaShawn, but his name on is LaShawn, but. There's another name they call him, so it's an R. Oh. Anyways. I don't know it. There's him. Mm-hmm. Um, then you have Barry. Who's excellent, by the way. I just want to go back to him. The bass player? He's having fun. He's smiling. They call him the smiley bass He's got player. energy. He's, like, loving it up when loving, he's up there. Yeah. Loving every Bear second energy. So there's him. Then you got um, on keys. Crazy it's, fingers. It's very crazy fingers, Simpson. Barry's going like this, and it's like, <laughs> and this is all he's doing. I'm like, how, how is he doing this? I've never seen such a thing in my life. So Barry's I've never got, seen that in my life. Barry's got everything down pat. And I got to give Barry his, his props where it's due. He's been doing so many gigs that he's now reached an amazing point. There was a point in my life where I was like, I don't really like how Barry plays. Oh. Back in the day. Um, but Barry has practiced and honed the craft, and now he's, he's incredible. He's probably one of the most coveted keyboardists here in the city right now. People, yeah. I see Barry on everybody's band. Like Every band, I'm like, oh, this is Barry. Like, there's no band on stage that Barry's not there. And Barry, this is the first band I've seen that this is Barry. This is like a Barry's Barry, ba- Barry band. Yeah. Um, so that's the band. No. Then you forgot. Oh, sorry. There's more people. Sorry, you're going to the next one. This is my bad. That's the band. <laughs> now you have the singers, vocalists. No, you forgot David on. David King David Grange. Sorry. Yeah. I forgot I forgot King David. So talented that kid. David Grange is amazing. Um on drums. He's got yeah. it. He stays in the pocket when he needs to. He comes out when he when mm-hmm. he wants to mm-hmm. or when it's necessary. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. So he's you, versatile. Mm-hmm. He's, he's very versatile. Yeah. He's really great. And he has a good work ethic when it comes down to the music. Mm-hmm. So you look at these guys now. You got a five-star band. Yeah. Then we move on. I, I would say five diamonds. So we're going that high. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, I've got to do it. Okay. Five. <laughs> okay. So uh, going from there, we have our vocalists. <laughs> our vocalists are Rewo, who I who I was talking about. Super incredible. Amazing. I am a fan, 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 fan of hers. Rich voice amazing rich rich voice just awesome yeah rewo yep. i will buy her album hands down you have kaje who is a who has her own album coming out she's she's pretty much in the band but also a solo artist she's really incredible as well i've seen her perform a number of times mm-hmm. she also performed culture days culture days at five artists actually both Venetia. rewo and um 
both of them. Kazi performed and Mela Freak. Did Mel? Oh yeah, Mela Freak was there. Mela Freak. Yeah, um, and they ripped it. They were incredible on the stage. Their range, individually, like as vocalists, they're so different. Mm-hmm. But they also harmonize perfectly. So when they're doing b- backup vocals or what have you, they know exactly where to come, exactly where to go in, and where, like, where to be. They That's harmonize really well, but then at the same time, you still have just a different range of vocalists because I feel like Kaja's voice is just different than um, than Rewo's. You're definitely and what right. it can do. Yeah, you're definitely right. Yeah. So then you have Uzila. Uzi. I think we should do you before we do Uzila. All right, yeah, me. Then you have Uzi La. <laughs> Nigel. <laughs> Nigel's great. He comes out with all of the energy. He always is up there with sunglasses on. Like, he's a completely different person when he's up there. And it feels like he's channeling James Brown when he's doing James Brown. It feels like he's channeling Stevie Wonder when he does Stevie Wonder. Like, he's definitely the soul singer, the male soul singer up there. That's what I would say. They gave me the name the Velvet Smog. <laughs> Smog of all things. If you, if you, if you okay. ever watched the very first episode of the Flintstones, very very first number one episode of the Flintstones. That's really prehistoric. He came out. <laughs> he came out. But a bum. Very much so. He came out and he was singing and they're making fun of, I believe it was Mel Torme at the time, who they called. Um, the, f- um, the suede fog, I think it was. Oh. So they call, <laughs> so they call me the velvet smog. <laughs> okay. So, so it's something. That was Flint, that was the Flintstone episode. So mm. that was me in a nutshell. Thank you for those accolades. It's true. Um. And Uzi La. Then you have Uzi. Uzi's a show. He, in himself. All by himself. U- None of chef. you. Uzi didn't need a single one of y'all. You <laughs> <laughs> could have done that whole thing single-handedly. We, we came there. We said, that all right, That guy was like, forget this stage, man. Said, Let right, me go f- with the people. He said, everybody listen. We're wearing black and white. We're black and white. Any combination, polka dots, whatever. Uzi came with a black shirt. And he had a head tie on. And when the time came for I asked him if that's his performance do-rag. I'm like, is this your performance do-rag? He's like, he's trying to keep his hair done. Flat. As soon as it came time to perform. He, he took off his shirt? Took off his shirt. He's in a t-shirt? He's in a ball cap? And a ball cap. <laughs> I was like, oh. Was like, oh. Uzi got real. Uzi. Uzi. But it was hot on stage. It was hot. But Uzi came out to perform. So he sure Uzi. did. So coming up, we did a full set. The crowd was energetic. The yeah. whole I have to say the crowd was a hundred percent working with you too. They were. Yeah. They were they prepared were. to be entertained. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They came out. It was also and, open bar. And the bride and groom, <laughs> shout out to the bride and groom. Yes. Um they they bigged us up to their family and friends mm-hmm. before we even got there. They said Greatest band alive, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. So, so people were ready, ready, ready. Shout outs to. Um, we can't wait to see you play. We can't. <laughs> yeah, everybody. A- Andrew Parker. Mm-hmm. Andrew Parker was in there. Who I just met. Yeah, and hey Marie, uh, and Andrew Parker was out there. <laughs> Andrew Parker came up to me. He's like, "Yo, bro, are you singing tonight?" 
your voice is so smooth. <laughs> it's so smooth. I can't wait. He brought his friend. You Nobody's had two like, fat, three, two or three fads following you around all night. <laughs> like, when are you going to sing? I have to tell. Actually, your boys <laughs> are hilarious. Edgy Parker's like, yo, we have to get them on 105.1. We have to get them on Hot Day 7. I was, I'm looking at him like, are you, are you from New York? <laughs> He's like, no, I'm just thinking of the biggest markets. I was like, all right, bet. One of five point what it is, yeah. One, uh, and and Neil immediately became your manager. Neil, he's like, we're taking this them yep. to the top. We're, we're touring the, the world. Top. Neil, Neil became the band manager on the spot. He was like, okay, this is what we're doing. No problem. So we started just rounding people to him. So after the first half, Uzi comes out, does a wicked reggae set, it comes into Bob the Miley. crowd, has everybody surrounding him, surrounding with like, their hands on him, like. Yeah. What are you doing, <laughs> Uzila? Yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> it was so good. He came in and he, he did his thing. While he's up there, people were got the crowd. I mean, the whole crowd is now. He's in the middle of the stage and the of the dance, dance floor. floor, and everybody's surrounding him. He's getting everybody to dance. Yeah, get your hands up in the air. He's got everybody with yeah. him. Almost took out a lighter, I think. Almost. I don't yeah. Know. He's like, light your lighter. Nobody had a lighter, of but they had so. their hands like they yeah. did. And while he's doing that, I go get Nilo. I'm like, Nilo, come, come. Get on stage. We're going to do doo-wop right there. The Lauren Hill song, doo-wop. You got to do it. And she killed it. <laughs> I, to say, so, like, I ripped the microphone. As soon as Uzi finished, Uzi hands me the mic. And the uh, and the beat comes in, dun, 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 and I bring in the band, and we come in. <laughs> we did we did the ooze. I don't do the uh, singing. And, and when I, okay, yeah. when I was practicing in the store, mm-hmm. sometimes I would sing the hook, and my client would immediately. I'm like, don't worry, don't worry. There's there's, <laughs> there's singers that will be there. <laughs> she's she's a she's a, a she's a singer. Uh, on, her own, on her own skin. On her own skin. <laughs> in my heart, where it's important. Not, not everybody has to be a singer in your vocal folds. Okay? A I'm a singer in skin. my she's heart. Good. She's good. She's got, she's got the tone. I have enthusiasm. And lots of enthusiasm. And heart. So she comes in and she tries to make everybody believe that she doesn't know the words. So she stops and she's like, oh, oh wait, wait, do it again. Because... I don't know. I, I have to guys, tell you from my perspective because that is not uh, what oh, happened. Wait. So guys. I came on the stage <laughs> and my whole mind went blank. My whole brain was blank. I'm looking at the words on the screen. I can hear them playing, but I can't get into the rhythm. I don't even know how the song starts. I can't think of a single word. When I tell you my whole brain, I'm searching for one word in the song. And then I saw a word on the page that cued it and... Kaji's just incredible. Like I said, the band is phenomenal. So I'm looking and Mr. Saxy over there is like smiling. Like, you're good. You're good. Everybody's like, everything is fine right now. So we're going to keep doing this until you're ready. Mm-hmm. Kaji made the, we're doing this one more time. Take it from the top. Yeah. So they went around one more time and I looked at her. And I said, okay, I'm ready. I didn't realize I said it into the mic. She didn't. You didn't. <laughs> I did not? No, you just turned, and I was facing, I was behind her. So when you turned to her, I heard you. Right. So she said, I'm ready, I'm ready. 
And then, uh, Kaji was just smiling. She's just so amazing. She's just so great. And we looped back into the do 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 do. And then we did it. And then all of a sudden she comes in. It's been three weeks since you've been looking for your friend. <laughs> I was like, whoa! She kicked up her foot. Bloops. Whoa! I was like, hey! <laughs> <laughs> I was like, whoa! 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 But what happened when we practiced? Everybody had their mic to the stand. In the day, I was like, I'll have to take my mic out because the mic itself. You were like, yeah, do it. When I watched back the video, everybody got their mics out. Everybody's rapping. So like, <laughs> we're all rapping. Everybody's rapping. <laughs> we're all rapping. Because it was gotta fun. Do the, the ads to uh, all yeah, the lives. All like, my, all I'm my not a rapper. Yeah. I'm not a rapper, but I'm definitely a hype man. Yeah. And I'm definitely can sing the ends of every word. Yeah. The ad libs were all on point. Mm. It was it was bare. It was fun. It was yeah. vibes. It was energy. And it was like the third to last song or something. So you guys really built up the crowd in order for it to be as successful as it was anyway, because they were like ready, ready. And I got through it. But um, I guess I learned some things. I'm like, I don't have to know all all the words. I mean, I have to know the words, but I don't necessarily have to say them. Mm-hmm. Right, on a popular you, song when you're like breathing. that, for sure. Right, because you can go and breathe. And then I thought immediately about how hard it is for people who perform their own original work to audiences who don't know. Know your work, yeah. <sighs> immediately, like it, I was like, okay, I'm, I'll just cover 90s rap for life. But what happens in that <laughs> case, like, when you I'm look at Beyonce, but Beyonce's bringing in a new song. She's singing every piece of that song. But when she's performing a new song on stage... She's got a track running in the background. Oh, at the same time. At the same time. What I was going to say about even doo-wop as I was going through it, because I even slowed it down. At a, you don't even know what I went through to learn that song, to learn it, learn it. So, or to polish it is what I should say. So I can hear where they cut her in. Like, we're practicing to a recording. Mm-hmm. So it's not a full recording. It's like, this is the best version of this. Mm-hmm. Cut. This is the best version of this. So some of it is actually not... Even Lauren Hill doesn't rap like that when she's rapping to it. It's true. Right? She might be too slow in some part. Like, we've heard this before. That's when, when people... When you hear the album, you can do a lot more with your mouth on the album because you're just doing little bits at a time. But in any case, mm-hmm. we ripped it. It was excellent. It was It was great. So shout-outs to the band, the Bliss Band. Um, I was definitely on a high to, like, 4 in the morning. So I the Bliss couldn't band, sleep. I was up. Bliss Band will be performing again. So if you missed this particular engagement because you didn't know the bride and groom, we got you. It's all good. On November 17th is Nilo's birthday. It is my birthday. And the Bliss Band is going to be performing on there and recording live their performance. Yeah, it's the Revive Fashion show so revive fashion is going to be amazing it is going to be amazing it's going to be a lot of people there and i'm hoping that y'all are there i know you will be it's a free event like (laughs) it's a free event it's free (laughs) so come on through i I like to say it's not free it's included Mm. (laughs) so come on in we're gonna have sustainable fashion we did have a model call today i think i had uh, a few people come out probably I have about h- Close to half the models I'm going to have 
Um, I really want to incorporate new people. So if you've always wanted me to do your hair and you want, it's really an opportunity to get your hair done for free because I do it from scratch. You get the steam, you get the shampoo, you get all that stuff. Um, everybody who came in today is going to be prioritized, obviously, but, um, I'm going to do upwards of 20 models. That's the number I'm working with. Mm. So, um, at that time, we will have live music. We'll have the show. Um, Natalie Meyer will be here. I have to tell you something that she said today that was brilliant. Okay. Um, yeah, so we're just going to have a multi. What I really, really want from the day is for everybody to just be like, your free, confident, funky self. Like, just, mm. yeah, come and have a good time and... You know, have a drink, have some hors d'oeuvres, buy something if you feel like it. If not, we'll, we'll def the kids section is going to be off the chain. Um, for the kids, we have a uh, face painter coming in. We'll have balloon animals and popcorn and possibly cotton candy as well. So uh, we're going to have a little kids section because, of course, you know, you have your kids you have your kids yeah. they have to they're people too um so we're gonna have a section for them and then it's gonna run from three o'clock all the way up to seven and at seven of course as you guys know we start the podcast so mm -hmm. you're welcome to stay and join us for that as well and we'll mic the room like we did the last time and we can have like a, a group discussion on whatever's happening at the time perfect yeah so that was last week. That was our recap. That was our recap. Let's move awesome. on. It was awesome. It was awesome. Yeah. Um, if you get a chance to, if you already have your Instagram open right now while you're watching this, which you probably don't, but you should, uh, just check out at blissbandyeg um, um, on Instagram. So come on over. Follow the page. and Follow there. the band. Yeah, follow the band. Available for corporate events available for birthday parties holidays coming up christmas parties whatever Bar mitzvahs new year's bat mitzvahs bird mitzvahs and bat mitzvahs also <laughs> all right yeah, so whatever you need we'll be out there um so on the scroll now on the scroll mm -hmm. <laughs> No? Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. Yeah. All of it. All, All right. So on the scroll, we have a few things that have come up. We have our upcoming election on October 21st, where we have a lot of people chiming in. That's the Canadian election. Yeah. Yes. For those of you who live not in Canada. This is a Canadian election for our prime minister. Um, next year will be the election for the President of the United States. Mm-hmm. We've been talking about it jumping in and out. Yes. Um, different topics. This week our topic is Jagmeet. It's Jagmeet, the pronunciation. Jagmeet, Jagmeet. No, we're not going to do that. The master's <laughs> name is Jagmeet. 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 I said it. <laughs> Jagmeet. Um, Jagmeet is our candidate. What's his last name? Singh. Singh. Is our chosen candidate. Is the candidate that Nilo has chosen. I have chosen Jagmeet Singh. But not registered to vote. Uh, apparently you just have to bring your ID to the voting polls. Is that what you gotta do? That's what Caitlin said. Where's your ID? <laughs> I have a passport right there. 
Okay. You think I'd be living in this country without a passport? I didn't say that. Mm-hmm. What I said is, where's your ID? First of all, you know I lost my wallet I just want to know where your ID is, secondly, I try to put I you on blast. I said to you. <laughs> I tried to it's put on my your, desk. Your business okay? on Front Street. Sheesh. So... There was a video that surfaced. There's an older video that surfaced. It looks like he took off his turban. turban. Mm-hmm. Um, and he swung his... His hair is amazing. It's luxurious. It, I don't know if you watch Adventure Time. Yes. You, you do? Okay. Do you remember when Quinn took his hood off? And his hair <laughs> was, was long off. and blonde. And he was. it was like... They're like, whoa. Do you remember? That's what it made me think of. And that's (laughs) Doug Beats here. It's literally exactly the same, except not blonde. Forget about the topics he's going to talk about or this political party for You should probably just go ahead and Google Google Quinn takes off his hood. (laughs) Google Doug Beats. Oh, I guess Doug Beats. Yeah. And then that episode, episode of Adventure Time was particularly excellent. <laughs> is all I'm saying. <laughs> right. So Jugme said free dental for anybody under seventy thousand, and I was in. He's like, okay, done. And then he also said he wants to give um, First Nations or Indigenous people proper water, which is also nice. Yeah. Um, and then I he said something else. I don't remember what the rest of it is but i guess when i heard about this i felt kind of weird because a little bit i kind of feel like should he have had to do that like I, I understand politically why he did and i understand it particularly because in canada um canada canadians need people to like level with them on their particular level so if they're not like if you're like different and they're not used to it they like feel like they should have the opportunity to like ooh what's this explore this thing correct or no sure you don't think so I find let me just speak for myself over here me being Canadian I find me being Canadian mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I so fe- you feel like I said Canadians while talking about white Canadians because it's I, true. That's I, what I did. <laughs> BB Canadian. Mm-hmm. I feel that other Canadians mm-hmm. feel the need to not judge. And by not judge, they want to know more about you. In our culture, mm. where, where our history comes from, that's called being fast in people's business. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> where people come in there and they're like, I want to know more about where you're from. People are like, move no. up. Are you kidding me? When <laughs> no. I first came here back from the United States, we ordered pizza. And the pizza guy came to the door. And, like, as we're, like, you know, there's, like, a moment of, like, awkwardness. You're, like, getting your wallet or whatever. And the guy's just standing there at the open door. On the outside of the open door, mind you. He's, like, so what do you guys do? And just watching movies? My brother's, like, yeah, we're watching movies. He's, like, cool, what show? What are you guys watching? I'm, like, are you police? <laughs> Why are you asking these questions, sir? Leave the stuff across all the counter. Get out, please. <laughs> so it is a Canadian thing, but I Pe- felt funny about it. People can be nosy. I felt like it was an people imposition. Can be, people can be in your business, but at the same time, 
Nobody forced Jenny to do this. Yeah. At all. Are it wasn't sure? like white people were like, yo, take off your, your turban, bro, or else. No. And he was like, fine, I'll show you what's under here. And then took off his turban and then was like, there, here's my luxurious hair. Here. And it's quite possible that I'm mixing the turban and the um, hijab up in terms of their importance of like covering your hair. Um, it still has to do with his beliefs. Both of them. But they're allowed to take down their hair. I mean, like, okay, so like taking off a hijab is like a big deal, right? Yes, because in the Quran. And in the Bible, it says that a woman's hair is her glory. Okay. So, um, but is Jagmi operating under the same? Not the same, obviously, because he's not, he's Sikh, right? Correct? Or there's a way mm -hmm. to say it, sick, right? So, so, <laughs> it's so funny. So, like, can, can he just, like, do you know what I'm saying? Is it against the rules to, for him to like have his hair out? I, I don't think it is because I, I think they, there's a meaning behind it. The turban specifically? Specifically. Right, okay. And so, but there's no reason why, he, it's not like he takes it out, it's his glory or whatever. Mm -hmm. But there is a, a, a representation behind it. And what he wanted, I think what his whole thing was is to let people understand if I'm going to be the prime minister of Canada and represent all of Canada and all Canadians for our country towards other countries around the globe, then I need everybody to be comfortable with who I am. And so he took everybody off the turban. Everybody in Canada? Everybody. And taking off the turban helped him do that for some people. Me, personally, I couldn't care less. That's me. What he has on his head and his beliefs are his beliefs. It's not like he's going to go in there, become prime minister, and then demand that Canada's new national mm -hmm. religion Religi is yeah. Hindu, right? His or whatever. Sure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I understand your point. I'm going to take this opportunity as a learning opportunity for myself and not correct you. I sure. just get the gist of your point. Okay, <laughs> good. As long as you got the gist of the point. That's what I got. The gist of the point. <laughs> okay. So you feel like he didn't have to take it off? He didn't. He chose to. Okay. And so nobody's forcing this dude to do anything. Okay. All right. Next on the scroll Z, what you got? Next on the scroll, well, there's that. And speaking of politics, um, I had a, a discussion with my wife about... Uh, what did Lady Charlene say? We were talking about um, the new... Most of the candidates... All the candidates have a clause in their representation for um, conversion therapy um, where it is no it's no longer acceptable um, where once upon a time it might have been for those of you who don't know what conversion therapy is, is it? 
Is that me? I don't know. It sounds like me, I guess. Let me try and make that quieter. Yeah, muted. Mm -hmm. I hear you. Um, so, uh, for conversion therapy, here's what it says about. Sorry. It says specifically conversion therapy, efforts to change an individual's sexual orientation gender identity or gender expression uh, is a practice that is not supported by credible evidence and has been disavowed by behavioral health experts and associations. So what's been happening is um, a lot of the parties have been talking about conversion therapy if a church or a nonprofit organization is um, caught practicing conversion therapy, they'll lose their nonprofit status, um, which is which is really affects their tax exemptions and their their ability to get grants. So, how it affects a lot of people is if you are going to pray, let's say you're going to pray for somebody who is part of the LGBTQ plus community and they ask you to pray for whatever reason and another person sees you praying and deems that conversion therapy. They can draw you and your, your organization to, to the courts and have that removed. I have to say that I haven't gotten a chance to like really look into this, mm. but the way that you're saying it sounds quite paranoid. Like conversion therapy is a really specific thing. According to this, not really. <clears throat> not an individual specific thing, but it it is therapy. Like, yeah, I'm not sure. Like, just the act of like you yourself praying for somebody else, like you, you're over here praying for somebody else. That is not conversion therapy because you're not actively engaging in the trying to change the person's gender or what have you, like in an active way engaging with them. Like, isn't prayer like, hey, you bow your head, you close your eyes? So how do you regulate that exactly? Yeah, there's a thing you really. But if we're saying out loud, like, dear God, can you make this person not want to be gay anymore? Then you shouldn't do that. Which I think Tyrese was in Greenleaf and he tried no not Greenleaf the other one um, Greenleaf Queen, is the one I like with Queen Latifah and the star girls, star so Queen he, she brought he, Tyrese was the preacher and she brought Tyrese in to pray away the gayness she brought her children her, her child mm-hmm. in and her child is um, now transgender Mm-hmm. On the show, mm-hmm. and in real life, and brought to to um, Tyrese. Tyrese started to pray <laughs> one time to, to change this boy back to a boy. Like it, it was a deep. Immediately. Yeah, and the boy started crying, or the the individual started crying, and they and it was a very moving portion of it. And he was like, "What?" Like he was like, "What? What's the problem?" And so. They brought the they brought the individual to him. The individual wanted prayer, but then the the prayer 
became emotional because of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, can I ask you a prayer question? Sure, go ahead. Can you pray for somebody without outwardly being like, change this boy's sex or change this girl's whatever? Can you pray for discernment for them? Can you pray, like, is there ways that you can pray for somebody with not, without being like... Because the thing that um, what you read is not saying is it's saying that it's not proven, but it's also proven that it is very detrimental. Right, like the whole process is very detrimental overall. So that is why they got to that place because of increasing suicides, like all of these things that have to do conversion therapy. Now you're speaking from the church perspective, and I'm speaking from like I learned about conversion therapy while doing a psych um, undergrad. Right. Mm-hmm. So what I, when doing the psych undergrad, particularly, I guess coming from. Um, just the science side of things they're like they're going through numbers they're going through different kinds of conversion therapies why it doesn't work they're not all just like oh we're going to get together and pray it away sometimes there's like punishments involved sometimes there's like there's like uh, almost like an exorcism kind of a pressure put on somebody in order to like move through the space and even if you're saying to me like, "Well, what if they come to you and at, they're asking for for prayer, right? Who knows what the, brought that person there? And mm. there's probably a million ways that you can pray for them that would give them more peace. They're being like, make this man like vagina or make this girl like penis. Now, please God. Do you know? Uh, you get what I'm saying? Uh, and I hear what you're saying. For for those of you who watch and have and are part of a Caribbean based religious organization, you'll know that a lot of our organizations um, shun the very appearance of of um, the LGBTQ community in a lot of in a lot of ways. Which is what got us um, protested at Car- Carrie West. What? That's what got us car- protested at Carrie West. It had nothing to do with religion. It had everything to do with culture. You don't think religion is part of culture? I feel like a lot of Jamaicans that do not go to church also have that problem. Yes, but where do you think the problem originated from? You really think that the problem actually originated from church? I think I think yes. I think that bu- I no. think I think that buggery laws happened during colonialism. Sure. And at the time of colonial colonialism, what they did to control colonies like mm-hmm. Uganda, who's also just decided to pass this kill the gays bill again. So the thing about those buggery laws is that they came in, yes, absolutely through the Catholic Church. Okay, so through the Catholic Church you're stating that all the islands and all the people on these islands who have their opinions are based off of that. Nobody came up with their own opinion that, th- that this is there. Okay, so what I'm saying is that the, the overarching culture, the, the fact that societally there's an overarching culture. Okay. Also, do you believe that the Catholic Church is the basis of religion in these, in these, in these islands? Because my church is not Catholic. It doesn't have to be Catholic. And I know it's really weird, but for some, like, I grew up. Okay, this is a challenging, 
discussion for me because I don't necessarily have all the words that I need. So you're going to stick me up on those things, but I'll try. I grew up Catholic, so when I see Christianity and Christianity, while I understand that Catholicism and Christianity are different, there's a lot of things about Catholicism and Christianity that are quite the same and quite overlap. Like, they're essentially different parts of the same religion, just like there's different kinds of Muslims or different kinds of Judaism. Same idea. There's, like, different kinds of Christians. Catholicism, sure, is more orthodox or whatever, and it's more um, Old Testament leaning, while Christianity is more New Testament leaning and feels like F that Old Testament, it's all done. Catholics still heavily rely on the Old Testament. So it's probably like Jews, Catholics, Christians like that, right? So, so that's part one. Catholics, that was the main religion that was come and spread to the islands at that time. That religion has evolved over time. So the basis of Christianity in the islands, I do believe, is Catholicism. Because the Catholic Church is the one who was financing these trips for... Who paid for Christopher Columbus to, to go enslave people? Right? And, that, and then that is when they brought... That's when they brought and introduced these religions. Or specifically Catholicism, which branched into Christianity. Also, um, yeah, anti-buggery laws and anti-LGBTQ as an overarching culture, I do feel like comes from that, that time, yeah. And I don't know if you need, like, what I can do maybe is in the next week I can find you articles and give you links to that. But, yeah, I do feel like that is the root <coughs> stem of it, Yes. I don't think that if people in, J in Jamaica were just left up to themselves and there was never a colonial insert, that Jamaica would be as, um, Jamaica in particular is what I'm talking about, would be as LGBTQ, I think, or anti-LGBTQIA. I think the fact that it's like, kill them, murder them, this, 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 like, that is just so violent and that is, that's buggery laws, which, that's who did that. Colonial people are the ones who put that into place. Catholicism and, and Christianity are in two different categories. They have two different types of Bibles and two different Bibles. One with more books in it and one with less books in it. There are people from apostolic faith, Baptist faith, there's all these Baptist faiths which may you may feel that they are stem from Catholicism but the I think it's just the Bible itself is what is, has gone through and even the Bible that we that we read is is quite a bit different from the one in the Catholic Church, which I found out from going to Catholic school. It's different. The laws from the 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 thought process going in to the islands and stuff, even with the overthrowing of the of the people who took over at the time, you think they would revert back to nope. a a thought process, but. The thought process still, we still have a lot of stuff, and you, you could talk about buggery laws and and stuff like that. But we've gone through a lot of times when you see this, and it's all about an interpretation of scripture. In the end, so now fast forward, how many thousands of years um, to now? 
what is what is what is really happening is um, there are a lot of people in the in the Christian org organization in the Caribbean and stuff like that that have issues with the LGBT community, so Q community plus, oh. because of the fact that of biblical principles more so than Catholic principles. Okay, so do you not think that Catholicism evolved into Christianity in the island? Do you think Catholicism went away? I feel that the Bible... Or you feel like Christianity and Catholicism have nothing to do with each other? I think that the Bible transcended Catholicism. Because the Bible, even the Old Testament of the Bible, come from the scrolls that came before Catholicism. Old yeah, Testament. it's Old Testament, right? But Testament Catholicism, story. it 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 uh, incorporates the Old Testament. It's so does Christianity. Okay. So there are certain scriptures. I guess we'll just have to disagree. I think that that's what it is. I'm pretty sure that like Christianity and the way that it is now came out. There was Catholicism there first. Like the Vatican, all that stuff. Like that's who was paying for that stuff. Like, sure. So I don't know. Uh, there if was like a time Christianity when Christianity just what stopped came, completely, or Catholicism just stopped, and then now here, everybody just formed their own views and came up with Christianity after. It doesn't make sense. Well, it does because if okay. you actually look at the history of of certain churches, you'll find out where they came from. The Azusa revival. There's all tons of history that you're missing out on. But a specific church is not like a specific church is not the religion. No, like I'm not so talking about a talking specific about church. I'm talking about a specific denomination. Okay, of denomination. Christianity. Okay. So if we're talking about a specific, but denominations denom have to come from somewhere. They do just they don't just pop up out of nowhere. You're you're like okay, King James King James version of the Bible, right? So there's a whole other Bible, and then King King James comes along and is like, well, actually, blah, and then bloops. Now there's a King James version sure. of the Bible. So it came from a pre-existing Christianity where sure. there was a different Bible. This has been going on for thousands of years. So sure. how could an island of all places, an island that's colonized the reason why i'm saying an island like that is because it's not it's not like an island is right beside another country that has it's an island like it's an island <laughs> so how can an island have a religion come there and then not affect the next religions that that develop different denominations that come about okay the real question is because what I'm talking about is Bible principle versus Catholic principle. And a lot of people feel that the Catholic church is how we run church. So like my church per, per se has basis out of the Catholic church, which is not necessarily true. And the Catholic church got most of their thought process from the scrolls that came before that. And then our church also got ours from the scrolls. You're making it seem like these people in the islands can't have a mind of their own or can't think mm -hmm. on their own okay. or don't have educated 
educated religious workers that actually read the scrolls for themselves. No, I'm not. And understand I'm making it and seem interpret like it for no, themselves. No, I'm not. I'm and figure out what right and wrong is for themselves. Okay, sure. But what I'm making it seem like is that there was a pre-existing religion and out of that religion, other denominations branched, people came, brought different religions. What I'm saying is that those people did not make those decisions or... Uh, quote unquote educated means okay. that you read the stuff that came before you that's literally what it means so, right, so so what you do next is obviously going to be affected by what came before okay so me let's let's point this at me i'm religious right yeah yeah and i'm based out of the catholic church no you are not okay then i'm based out of christianity yeah is your church not Christian? Yeah. You're asking me, but I'm it's asking, your sir. church, though. I'm just answering question. I assume so, that you have a Christian okay. church. So, so I believe the principles of the Christian church. Sure. Okay. So how do I treat LGBTQ plus members? Do I treat them any different than anybody else? We're talking about you, the person. Yeah. Which uh, a church is made up of okay, many okay, okay. This the is persons. Great. Actually, this is a great per this is a great question. So, today, in 2019, you treat LGBTQIA people like human beings. Today, sure. Was there a time that that was not true for you? Where I didn't treat them like individuals. Maybe you treated them like individuals. Was there a time where your like thought process about these folks was like? maybe uneducated or you're coming from a place where you didn't have all the information or maybe you didn't know or interact with lgbtqia so you had like some thoughts about the lifestyle that you were just like carrying around with you that sure. never happened in sure. your life absolutely okay okay that's all but none of that had to do with my religious background sure like not even close okay that had to do with the community that i hung around sure at my school Got it. So that's why I'm like, how, how can you make this generalization about the Catholic Church, imposing the Catholic Church's beliefs upon the rest of the, the islands and everybody else, when they've been influenced over the years by different things? In 1967, the, in, in the 1960s, the Azusa Revival things, changed things, every island out there. Okay. But a lot of the people that are still in the islands that do the things that they do they don't have anything to do with the church. Okay. And that's what it is. Yeah, okay. So. So what you're saying is that the church does not affect culture in the islands. I said at this point in time. The church does not affect culture in the islands. Not that. Not the culture of the people. Jamaica has more churches by any population yeah, and anywhere in the world. How many of those are Catholic churches? <clears throat> I didn't say, I said Catholic Catholicism has an influence on the religions that developed after it. I've been saying that over and over again. So how can you like, it has, of course, something happened first, red and, and individuals got that information and then went ahead and did revivals and did all these things. Something happened first. You don't throw away everything and go forward. You toss some things, you keep some things, and you keep it moving. Sure. That's how things develop. Like That's how our DNA develops. You toss some things, you keep some things, you keep it moving. Christianity did mm -hmm. not develop in a vacuum in Jamaica. It did not 
develop without outside influence and Jamaican culture cannot develop without the influence of Christianity and as an extension Catholicism because that was the first people who got there in terms of colonizers so there are laws and beliefs and cultural practices that are brought down that are still left over from colonization because we're the Jamaicans what 52 years out of colonization and and act and actually not really like we're just talking about Jamaica specifically so if you're thinking about that I, I don't I cannot understand your point I'll think about it a lot to try and understand it but I cannot understand your point that Christianity is created in a vacuum and that people just made up their minds about something without being affected by the culture around them I also cannot understand your point that a place with more churches than anywhere in the entire world per population the population would not be affected by the culture that the church and Christianity brings there whether or not you go to church okay let's move on okay because I don't think we're gonna come to any. I said agree to disagree bad long ago. Mm-hmm. But I, in my point, I don't feel. I feel like the you're telling me that the human brain, just like how mine, was able to understand different things. That these islands with intelligent people on them also can't also nope. have thoughts. Also, not what I'm saying. There are definitely people um, mm-hmm. um, there are definitely people in the islands who don't get down with that buggery law stuff. There's plenty of Jamaicans who will sit here and be like, man, we need to move past that. But you're we need to that, get off that, that thing. But you're saying that the ones that get down with the buggery law stuff, they're the ones that are affected by Christianity. No, nope. those Jamaicans that sit in my shop and say that too are affected by Christianity too. You have mad different ways that mm. things affect people. Like, okay. definitely. So, Christianity and Catholicism is the root of, of all of this. <laughs> in the islands, is what you're saying. I think colonialism, okay. yes, is the root of anti-buggery laws, which went ahead to shape the culture the of extreme anti-LGBTQIA. Yeah, I think that that is the basis okay. for which this stuff developed. Yes, that is Which my leads us to the, the conversion therapy and the, and the access that it has now to the church. Because with this and how I explained it before, if a person... It, there's many gray areas in it. There's not all the information is held out. This is why Charlene and I had uh, a discussion about it earlier. Mm-hmm. Is because not all the information is out there of what conversion therapy in government means. Well, they would have to have a thing before they can enforce it, a, a working definition. And that's the thing. They don't have anything, but it's in. It's already in place in their bills they have to have something in the bill you're reading me from your whatsapp like find the bill and pull it up i'm not reading you anything that's what you read before you read me something from your whatsapp which i took off the internet from the actual site so i just from the bill out of the bill and i put it into my church site and i said we should discuss this and then it was easier for me to find that That was the word from the bill yeah that's what the definition was Okay, so don't do that. I feel like it's not that hard. Don't do what? Don't pray for somebody's sexuality and gender to change. 
Um, pray for other things. Like pray for discernment. Pray for peace. Pray for guidance. Sure. I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot of things you could pray for. There's mm -hmm. a lot of things. But my problem with with everything that happens in law these days is everything's based off of perception. Whether it's white cop shooting guy in his own apartment to the late. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. You know, so or the, or other people or other things that have been happening recently, it's all about perception because the perception is oh she was defending herself let's give her a hug, or did she just murder this guy in cold blood because she knew him beforehand she knew he was loud in his apartment she didn't like him, what's the situation with with, with it what's the perception of it, so if I'm praying, for a person that asks for prayer, and is perceived as that in my church Hold and on. I'm in my church. Representing my church, does you, that mm, cause for? I grounds? think you're comparing w motive with action. Actually, perception. Her from action. No, because Not she motive. she murdered somebody, so she murdered somebody. Period. She murdered so somebody. So why she did it is motive. No. It's not her motivation? Sure, why she did it. If you if you perceive that why she did it was self-defense, is it illegal? Mm. Does she go to jail? Perception. Okay. So okay. If, if you perceive that she was in self-defense and the guy was attacking her, and you thought that the guy was attacking her for whatever reason, she does not go to jail because she was in self-defense. It's in the law. But if she murdered the guy in cold blood and you see that she murdered him, then our perception is she's a murderer and she should get the full extent of the law, which she did not. Same thing happens in a court of law when you're dealing with this particular topic. It's just on a different scale. Okay. So that was that. Next on our What do you think about it? What do you think about what? What do you think about it? You think that you guys should be able to just do whatever and there should be no bill? Or you think that it should be more specific? I think we just need to find out what this what is entailed. I don't like, I've never ever liked being blamed for something I didn't do. Mm, okay. Right? So if, if I'm at church and somebody from the church is suffering with whatever they're suffering with a decision they've made um, whether they're gay or whatever the decision is and they say you know what I need prayer and I do pray for them and I pray for discernment pray that uh, they get discernment find out what God wants them to do I'm very non-judgmental um, I've, I've taken the point in my at my age right now to be less judgy and to let God do all the judging just lead you to the scripture and then the scripture will allow you to understand what the situation is. If you read the scriptures properly and you get that revelation from God, then it is God who converts souls. It's never man who converts souls. So my, my perception is if you are part of the LGBTQ plus community and you are struggling with the feelings that you have inside, the emotions that you have inside, um, and how you are dealing, you feel in yourself that it's wrong and you want prayer for it. And I, and you come to me and say, let me pray for you. And I say, okay, let me pray that God gives you wisdom and discernment and helps you understand and you find peace and, 
and that and somebody sees me praying for it doesn't really understand because <laughs> perception is a hell of a thing it doesn't understand what just happened or my take or my viewpoint and then decides to prosecute on that behalf records it on their phone or whatever decides to prosecute it could cost um a lot of funding that is needed for stuff that helps people at the Bissell Center and the Yes Center, the people that are out there on the street. Funding that is needed to help people grow and, and get, you know, women in battered shelter uh, that need help because of perception. Okay. I think it, when I hear it, it sounds, um, it doesn't sound realistic what you're saying. In terms of application. So we'll see what happens next. Really? Yeah. Okay. From the major conspiracy theorist that I know, it I'm does not, not it does not sound Bro, realistic. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> it just doesn't. You know what it sounds like? It sounds oh like God. it sounds like men being like, You can't even say hi to a girl anymore. She'll accuse you of rape. That's what it sounds like. It sounds it sounds very extreme. Like, okay, so Okay. I go, I go to a church that is predominantly black. Mm-hmm. You don't need an excuse to, to cause problems. We've had we've had church services where the police have been called on a church service because they thought it was some sort of rally. So you come back with me with what you think is real for what's not. Okay, I'll take that concept. So you think that your members of the church are going to be calling the government on your church? You never know what happens. It's not even members that could do this. It's people who feel like yourself, who may feel that members of the LGBTQ um, are being ill-treated Ill by any, any, any reason. If you come in halfway through uh, a prayer, or if you come in halfway through and you feel that this person isn't being there. We had a lady that went to our church who went on a 40-day fast, decided she wasn't going to eat for 40 days. Did she, she die? T- she told her friends that she's going to our church, and she decided she didn't want to eat for 40 days. And they were like, you're in a cult. Exactly. And they called. <laughs> but nobody at the church said that. It was just a scripture that so was read. So what happened next? What happened next? You read a scripture, and it influenced someone to do it. Got it. So what you're happened, not responsible for that. What What's next? Ne- what happened next was the person um, and the those friends are no longer talking because the persons thought they overstepped the boundaries. Mm-hmm. But not before not before, before a whole argument had to ensue first, which was not necessary. Did, so and that was happened? just like a mild version of, of perception. Okay, so that's okay. People do things to themselves. People ask for things to be done. People ask for different things. And it can be misinterpreted. Okay, I think I think what you guys probably need, I guess, is somebody to talk to the government to clear up what the wordage is on the bill. Because I think that the, I don't know who represents the quote-unquote religious community in any political gathering. I know American churches, they have lobby, they have people who lobby. So I'm not really sure how that works for Canada or how involved you guys are in the process. But it feels like conversion therapy is like really really bad so i i get the bill and in terms of um being afraid that the bill is going to be used in some way to like attack the church or undermine the church um Mm -hmm. 
a lot of times the law is used against black folks like on a pretty regular basis and your church is a black church so i get it it's a double whammy i get it but i don't i don't know what the answer is because because it's the cancer is not saying the conversion therapy is okay it's not like it's not the answer is not allowing conversion therapy i think maybe the answer is making an operational definition clear in the bill in terms of what what boxes you have to check in order to be guilty of this thing so i guess a bill there's like there's levels where a bill gets turned into a law and what the wordage is and how that works so probably um you guys should get somebody in there and be a part of the process i guess in terms of the verbiage and the language. Yeah. yeah. What do you think? That's exactly what I said before. Oh, that's what you're going to do? Me personally? Nah. <laughs> I'm good. You're like, I'm good. <laughs> good. There's no way you're going to find me on that level. I'm on a different level right now where I, um, I totally understand um, just the way how things are now and and that God is the only and righteous judge he, he he just is so a lot of things that we have put aside there have been rules that have been put in our church years ago that are no longer valid anymore so it's just time <laughs> and and thought process and education that, that actually causes the church to grow on an economic and emotional state altogether. So, I mean, back in the day, you know, girls couldn't put anything in their hair or perm their hair or do anything to their hair. They had to leave it natural and let it grow out their skin. It's the Church of Aphrodisiac. <laughs> yeah. I should have been here then. Which is just funny because, yeah, you would have had a lot of clientele. Not really. <laughs> you probably would have. Maybe not. I probably curse too much for you people in your church. Well, that doesn't stop us from going to work. It doesn't stop us from traveling on the bus. And it doesn't stop us from having friends outside of church. But it's all those things you have to do. Yeah, having friends outside of church? Yeah. No. Okay, so. <laughs> do you next, have friends next, outside of church? I have tons of friends outside of church. Okay. You're one of them. <sighs> yeah, here I am. What's next? Nice? Here you are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what is next? I feel like I'm corrupting your life. No. My life is what it is. You got anything else? Um, no. Not for the scroll. We did have um we did have a young lady in Fort Worth that was brought up who got shot. Um, and that's another portion which leads us into that portion. Fort Worth, a young lady, she's 28 years old. She's in her bedroom with her eight-year-old nephew. Her neighbor calls the police mm -hmm. and decides, hey, we, we need to do a wellness check. He said the lights were on and the... It was 2 o'clock, 2 something in the morning. It was 2 o'clock in the morning, and there was a door open. And he wanted to, a wellness check. The police came, and in the wee hours of the night, and shot Miss Atatiada. 
Miss mm-hmm. Tatiana Jefferson. So Miss Tatiana Jefferson and her eight-year-old nephew were playing video games. Playing, for, she always was known as the cool auntie. The Xbox controls in their hands. Um, uh, I guess they saw f- uh, flashlights. They thought they saw wrestling. Outside the house and flashlights. So the neighbor called the police and said, the door is, side door is ajar. Um, you should, can you go check on her? When they went, they looked through the window and did not see anything. They saw, they saw somebody in there. And within four seconds of telling the person to put up their hands and surrender, he shot through the window and killed the lady in front of her nephew. That's so nuts to me. And I think what people are really particularly concerned about is how much um, how much did Botham St. John and Amber Geiger, how much did that case have to do with what police are allowed or will like how he's going to get punished what police think that they can do or should do how how they treat you when you're inside your house and they're outside your house even like those are all the things that um that uh everybody's kind of questioning i think at the moment both in st john was killed in his house and that lady got 10 years immediately everybody thought Immediately after that, everybody was like, okay, so now the police can can just come shoot us in our house then. And they were like, nah. And then the police came and shot up this lady in her house. I don't understand how you fire a a weapon into a house at 2 o'clock in the morning. Like, that's the part that I cannot, cannot, cannot. Like, I can't figure that part out for the life of me. Yeah, and it's in Dallas again. Dallas Fort Worth though, right? Yeah, in Dallas Fort Worth again. <clears throat> yeah. Um and this guy just shot. I mean, he he didn't even wait. It was like get your hands on the ground. It was like 4 3 put your hands 2 up. pow. Pop. Yeah. And that was it. it was, the person was dead. So, we have a lot of we have a lot of things that need to be taken care of and I don't think a lot of people have a lot of the answers, whether we're, we need to protest more, what needs to happen, whether whether as a black community, there needs to be a push towards um, stricter, stricter criteria for police, for them to get in, like a psychological profile plus proper training to find out who's good burn about. it down maybe they need that burn men, it down that men in black burn it all down, <laughs> burn down. Burn the whole down. system and then do what here he go here she goes his face says yes here she goes again it's you, not even realistic what are you it, talking about you realistic. need police how do you not survive without police okay there's other forms of yeah like community vigilantism sure <laughs> like what like what I don't have it out in front of me. But there are other ways. There's other ways other than this policing system that I'm we have currently have set up. I'm going to be just as passionate about getting all the information as you are in. I'll in put up a link. Topic. No problem. 
You know, I guess you know what? Towards it is you know like what's gonna happen? Intense. Because I've read and read and read and read and read and read and read. No solution. I, <laughs> yo, this is a friendly podcast. You do you want me to be coming like? Well, actually, uh, there's 304. You need to be coming with facts because I will be here with all the facts and all the words. I'll be ready. Yes. Now I know. All right. Fine. You just said to burn down the entire judicial system. Not the judicial. With no type of <laughs> solution as to what to do once you burn down the whole community. Well, let's do this. Let's do some research first because the answers are out there. There's a lot of different versions that are available in other countries. My solution is community vigilantism. I like it. It's like... Um, bad, bad. Nope. It's like neighborhood watch, but all your neighbors, neighbors are watching. Mm-hmm. Okay. And dressed like Batman. Sure. But there's also the idea that we could maybe <clears throat> not have everybody with police with guns. So there's like a sec there's a there's a secondary police force that is like peace officers. Okay. Sure. We have that in Canada, right? So so police is not the only way to do it. We can also have people with different services so that like if mental health, for example, so that somebody who has a mental health issue isn't getting whatever, like gone down in the street. Remember that it's, there was an autistic very, guy. Who it's had very a, difficult to, to to say that to put that into place. Social I justice think. is difficult. The work that we have to do now in order to I think free it's ourselves very difficult is to difficult. Have a mental health person on on the beat all the time. Okay. I think we need to just train the guys that are there. Maybe, the but there's a lot of issue, there's a lot of how to deal with their mental health. There's degree. a lot of people who have mental health degrees, so they sure. could be on the beat. Sure, I guess you can take those people. Like how many just of those like, people who chose to be cops, bro. There's mad cops who are engineers and computer. Look at Tim; he's a cop, but he's like a computer dude. Who? Timothy. Tim is not a cop. Fine. But he works for them, so it's close Jesus. enough for me. <laughs> it's close enough for Help me. me so listen, so Tim is practically Tim. a cop, right? Where are you, brother? So listen. <laughs> listen, listen, you're not listening, Linda. So Tim is practically a cop, right? No, not at all. Fine. But who who's on his paychecks? Who's on his paychecks? Yeah. Who writes his paychecks? The RCMP. Okay. So the Royal Canadian Mounted Police for, we got a couple people out here who don't know. So the police mm-hmm. sign Tim's check, right? All right. So the Royal pause. Canadian pause, 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 Mounted pause, pause, Police. Okay. So they check. sign Tim's check. Okay. Sure. So Tim is, Tim is working for the police, but he's not a cop. Yeah? Sure. Could we bring mental health professionals? Do you think who they don't have for mental the police? Pro- do you think they and don't? are not a cop? I don't no. My um, good friend, you know Rodney, right? His sister mm-hmm. is actually one of the mental health professionals that works with the cops. Doing what? Going to the houses and dealing with different things. That okay. Have to do it. That's not happening the in the states, bro. It is not. So I'm like, there needs to be a different system, and you're like, well, we have that in Canada, and I say another thing, you're like, oh, well, we have that in Canada. So there, we have that. So okay, so there are things in place in Canada. We do, but I'm saying is that in the states where a lot of these shootings are happening, yeah. Um, Just for the record, 
um, shootings are happening in Canada at a, at a high rate, especially particularly in the indigenous um, community, First Nations population. I agree. So I just I just want to say that we are not lost on that fact, even though we tend to center the America. We do America. tend to center because the, the kill the kill the per killer. capita is largely different. I think per capita it's quite close, but they just have a bigger they have a bigger um whatchamacallit. I know you need all your numbers, okay? I got it. But per okay. capita is actually quite close. I've read okay. this already. Okay. It was quite shocking to me as well. You were shocked? Yeah, I was quite shocked because I thought Canada was like social justice center of the world. <laughs> okay. On we go. Did you know Rwanda made a new cell phone? Yes. I did. So their first smartphone, Rwanda's producing. Mm-hmm. What's it called? It's called the Mara X. Nice. Can we? We should be able to get it here. I wish the Mara X. It's a the X model, and they have the Z, Mara Z model or Z model. You put murder per capita. That's not police murders. What's wrong with you? Go ahead, read about Rwanda. <laughs> I'm trying to pull up fake why, numbers. Why you want to let in my thing, bro? <laughs> You Why are you trying to pull up fake statistics let, out here? You can't Dang. even let me finish Googling here. I'm just trying to fake Google. Fake statistics. Go ahead, fake news. <laughs> Tell me about the Rwanda phone. I'm just pulling up Wikipedia on things. Tell me about the Rwanda phone. <laughs> the phone looks good. It's a techno brand phone. The Android system? It's made by a Chinese-owned company. Oh, there we go. <laughs> I thought they were making it over there in Rwanda. Um. Actually, wait. The facility is an important step for Rwanda. Oh, the facility is in Rwanda. Yes. It's a Chinese company mm-hmm. made a facility to make the phones in Rwanda. Mm-hmm. Which and ha- then... Which has worked to transform itself into an economic innovation leader. Yeah, actually, Rwanda is doing a lot of things in Africa. They are. They have um, the most women in parliament of any of the countries. In the world. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's not bad. I hope they do the good job. They've been doing a very excellent job, actually, in many things. That's good. Yeah. When that whole Libya thing was going on, P.S., there's still slavery in Libya, Mm -hmm. still now. But when when we were paying attention to it, Rwanda sent a bunch of planes and was like, yeah, okay, right, come on. (laughs) So they did something about it. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I admire Rwanda. They've come far. So, yeah. So, we have that. Uh-huh. Which, very important to big up them people. Also, back on the church. We get back to the church. The church is I gave you back. this one this week. It was a, <laughs> this was a gentle lob. Indiana church wipes out $7.8 million in medical debt. Look at me. Just alley nearly 7,000 families. Now we have a good church story and a bad church story. None of those story. families can be... Some of the families weren't even in the church. LGBTQ families. Actually, maybe. Because some of the families weren't even in the church. The, the the funny thing about it is this church did a lot but there's 7.8 they partnered up they didn't um, pay that much they they did it for like 63,000 or something right. like that they they teamed up with rest in peace medical debt which is a new york based organization Mm-hmm. And leverage more than $40,000 in donations to wipe out the unpaid medical bills. And some of the people on the list weren't even in the church. So they'll just get a letter saying that they don't have medical debt anymore. Yeah. That's great. 
I think it's phenomenal. Yeah, I think that's what churches should be doing with their tax status, tax exempt status. I thought, and of course I could be wrong, but I thought the reason why they had tax exemption status in the first place was because they were supposed to be helping out with these things. Yeah. That baby sure does look like that bad. (laughs) (laughs) What you doing over here? I'm going to do this every time. (laughs) Get out of here. Okay. (laughs) What else? (laughs) All of my screens. What church was that anyway? Was it Hillsong? Oh, Lord. That looks like Hillsong. I forgot. Probably not. Killed it. Dang. Okay. Fourth Fox. Oh, wait. That's Carolina. Mm. Oh, it's North Carolina. So it's like one of those. They just said it's an Indiana. Northview Church. Oh, okay. It's not Cavalry Baptist. It's Greenleaf, you guys, just in case you North don't know what I'm quoting. Future. Mm, okay. Big up North Futures then for North doing something View. with your church. That's yeah. dope. That's and really, really a great. lot of churches do a lot of things in the community. Yo, do you saw so Tyler Perry open up that it, big that big old his, new studio? He has a new studio that's bigger than all the other studios. How are you feeling about that? Like black capitalism or what? I feel like going there looking for a job. Uh, he's hiring. They're Why hiring. Say <laughs> <laughs> They've been hiring. Like, are you on your stuff or are you not on your stuff? I'm like, not on this. You found this thing and, <laughs> and you're telling me about it. I'm not on it. All I know is that once I realized that the sound studios were already named and there was not one that was like Nilo Sound Studio or like Aphrodisiac Sound Studio, or like. That girl you should know sound studio. Once I realized that those sound studios do not exist, I divested from the story. So Tyler Perry opened up this big old studio. He actually bought a Confederate, like, army. It's an old Confederate army base. Mm. And then transformed it into studios. The biggest studios, bigger. I think all the big five <laughs> studios, they said, can fit inside of his. All them Confederate soldiers must be rolling. <laughs> rolling Bad, bro. What? Tyler Perry. Um, and there's a lot of people who are feeling like this is like, okay, so a rich guy bought a movie studio. How does this affect us? But I think, personally, that it affects us because once we have the opportunity to make, um, make visuals, make TV, make movie, and tell our stories, I think that, that that's the basis for... That's the culture portion of of um, of what we're of what we're doing now in terms of like, you know, freeing up yourself. Mm. Your story has to be told and valid. I think. So, big up to Tyler Perry for being homeless twenty or so years ago, and then doing some plays and moving up to where he is. Um, I also read that he didn't pay people fair wages and. Um, didn't well I'm just saying I'm just wondering Always. if you can buy a whole studio couldn't you there's been stories of Tyler Perry being a bad person to work for so just take care of your people that's all I'm saying you don't think so I, I just don't know man. maybe he would have bought the studio next year instead I don't of know year. the whole story people are always like Yo, man. This was before. This is well before. You never read no stories of people who work for Tyler Perry saying that they're overworked and they this and that. You've never read none of that. I I have. I'm. I haven't been that invested in Tyler Perry. Fair enough. 
Perry's filmmaking portion. Only the films themselves and if they're any good. And That's all I cared about. The very next day, his BFF Oprah gave like mad some million dollars to Morehouse, like two million or something. They're making that money. It's tax time. Oh, the get, year's almost done. They gotta get that fiscal <laughs> year out. <laughs> get all this money out. I don't think billionaires in America pay taxes, though, do they? No, not according to Donald Trump. They too busy building the wall. Yo, that Donald Trump character is a mess, guy. 45th. Somebody said that they did, They think that Joe Biden needs to forget about the candidacy because we're not going to vote for him and just fight that guy. <laughs> just fight him? <laughs> just fight him right now. Like, first and foremost, nobody's going to vote Joe for Biden's him. I think you need to physically fight him. You think he'll win against Donald Trump? Joe Biden is in way better shape than Donald Trump. I feel like Donald Trump doesn't fight fair. Period. I will tell you that. That's probably correct. Joe Biden will come muscled up. Try to have a beater. Try to have an old school <laughs> fist fight. Someone will come up behind him with a board and smack <laughs> him in the head. And it'll be Giuliani. Yeah. And next thing you know, Donald Trump standing over top of him said, The champ is here. <laughs> I thought I told you. You know, this is the white power side. That's what that is? Yeah. This is the white power side. So what he's doing this all the time is white, white power, white power. Lord, conspiracy yeah. terrorists. It's not. <laughs> I just read things, bro. Like what? I just read things. It's bad weird. Did you know this is the Illuminati dollar? <laughs> this is the rock. Everybody knows that's the rock. This is Illuminati symbol for. It's the rock. <laughs> <laughs> it's the murder capital because we murder for capital. <laughs> That's right. Edmonton. Let's, Edmonton is the murder capital because we murder for capital. <laughs> Anyhow, <laughs> it's The Rock. Um, <laughs> I grew up in the, you grew up in the church, I grew up in the Illuminati. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> You're mad uncomfortable right then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Start okay. rubbing your head, man. Stressed out. So, anyway. What is he talking about? Next. Next. Anything else on the scroll? Um, 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 we always forget like one thing. We sure we do try. every single year. Um, Donald Trump is in the process of being impeached. So, big <laughs> ups to that whole situation. That's been happening for weeks, weeks now. <laughs> <laughs> Things we forgot to say. They're working on impeaching Donald. Something's going on with Ellen and George Bush. Ellen says George Bush wasn't so bad, and people were like, "How dare you?" So but Ellen is a rich white woman. So Ellen, Ellen's at this game, and she's—I can't remember if it was baseball or what. She's at a game. She's sitting beside George Bush. Dub W. George Dub. Oh, his dad died, right? Yeah. Did his dad pass? I'm not sure if he's senior passed George Bush senior. Did he die? Yes, he, he did. Yeah, okay, he go ahead. So W, he's she's beside W. Yes, because um, Justin Trudeau went to the funeral. Okay. So she's sitting beside him, and he's there laughing, and she's laughing. And the picture that's taken it just shows two individuals. Two people having a good old time. But she she. If you read her video, she's like, if you notice, I have the new iPhone 11. And I'm, she's actually scrolling her iPhone 11 and laughing at that. 
He's laughing at something completely different. They're not laughing together. You're just laughing at the same time. Oh, so they weren't even laughing together. So <laughs> she's sitting there like this, just laughing at her phone, and he's there laughing. Okay, got you. So they were not laughing at it together. But even though that's the case, George Bush is on a sanitization campaign. He goes, even though it doesn't. That's the case. She has lots of friends that don't believe the same thing that she that she believes. That is why she says in her show to love everybody, not everybody that believes the same thing that you do. That's why we get along. Because <laughs> of Ellen? Yeah, because I love <laughs> okay. everybody. I love everybody. So what's my You excuse? don't have to believe everything that I believe in. Sure. Because the person what's themselves can have belief. So what's my excuse, excuse for, what? for being your friend? <laughs> If, you, if yours is that you I love everybody, no what's my clue. Oh, goodness gracious. Now, moving on to the screen. Shucks, we blew through those topics. Now I have to listen to the whole thing again to figure out what they were. <laughs> I'm like, oh, what was it? It's okay. <laughs> Girl, the Rwanda phone. <laughs> then we went to the church in Fort Worth. Indiana? Shooting? Wow. In between, okay, therapy after this one. It doesn't matter the order. Okay. Yeah, there's the lady who got shot. Okay. In Fort Worth. Yeah. Right, and then there's the church that gave the medical attention. Mm-hmm, Indiana. So we got that one. That's it? George Bush and Allen. George Bush and Allen. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's it? You, and don't forget your performance. Yeah, yeah, I will never forget my performance. Stellar, stellar performance. I will never in my whole life forget my performance. It was good. She 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 busted out of. It a, was excellent. A quick verse. She hit that rhyme. She hit excellent. him with some bars. Some bars. Chocolate, some chocolate bars. Bars. Okay, what's so, up? Um, on the screen. Wow. On the screen. I've Saving watched so many things. Dion. Saving Dion. We're in. Saving first of all, Dion. Let me tell you. I started watching Watch it. it. Immediately, Noah watched 10 minutes of it and he was Watch like, it. what is it? He's in it. So last night I get home for the wedding mm -hmm. and guess what he puts on? Saving Dion. But guess what? That guy's like well episodes ahead of me. I'm like, no, no, no. No, 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 Say it up. Say it up. I don't know. He's like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> but he was watching it now. The thing about me is if I'm into a show, I get immersed into the show. It's probably an addictive thing that maybe I should get checked out with some sort of therapy or something. I just but don't have time. Once I get into a show, I cannot put anything else before that show. So I went through and binge watched, um, which is funny because we were talking about the church. I binge watched Lucifer, the show. Um, just to find out what the situation is, um, find out who the people are and their take on it, which is very interesting. And very, very, very biblical. Everything in that thing is very, very biblical. With a name like Lucifer, I would expect nothing less. Uh, the, a lot of people make it seem like um, Lucifer is like uh, the bad guy. Mm. But they take it... Um, um, or, or that the show wants Lucifer to be the good guy. But they don't. They want you to make a judgment about Lucifer based off of what you know and based off of the character. Mm -hmm. So 
you've got you've got all of that stuff um, from Lucifer. So I binge watched that mm -hmm. the four seasons. After I binge watched the four seasons, I watched Saving Dion. Is Did it you finish it? No. Then why are we talking? I'm about busy. It? I try. I watch as much of it as I can when I have time. I no. When I say I'm busy, I know everybody's busy. But I actively have I people in front of I me. I guarantee the reason why Noel's ahead of you on the show is because he loves the show. He 100%. seems to have. He seems to have the same kind of taste in shows you, that I do. Yeah. So Maybe, that. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. It's kung, Dude stuff. Kung fu kickers, actions, explosions. Yeah, fine. Stuff like that. It's about right. And then your occasional, you know. Um. What did, what do you call it? Intellectual heist. Yeah, heist. Yeah, he likes heist movies. I too. love heist movies. Like, Have you watched um what you call it with what you call it yet? Money heist? Nope, nope, nope. Ice Cube's son, that one. And Clive Owens. It's called Money Heist? No. <laughs> Why are you not saying anything? Because I have no clue what you're talking about. But I know it's not Money Heist. Is it money uh, No. Netflix keeps recommending it to you, you said. And I said, oh, you would love it. Oh, Ice Cube yeah, Sun's yeah, in yeah, it yeah, and yeah, Clive yeah. Owen's in it. Okay. Yeah, no. I haven't <laughs> watched it. But I'll tell you what it is in a second here. If you're watching this and you know what it is, please tell me. Please tell, please tell us what the show is. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I watched Saving Dion. You love it. I enjoyed Saving Dion yeah. to the utmost. Major. It's really good. It's if you can get, especially through the first episode or two. Mm. It's a little annoying in the beginning, to me. I was annoyed by that child in the beginning. <laughs> and, and I get it. Yeah. He's a child. He's a kid. But I have a problem. I think his acting gets better. I have a problem because of the fact that the child is supposed to be seven but this child is amazingly intelligent for seven he's doing a six-year-old project at seven years old hands down a what he's doing a six sorry not a six-year-old a sixth grade project oh okay at seven years old so it's like <laughs> where he did seems he seems like a smart seven. Where did he <laughs> that whole school must be smart? They're talking about Den of Thieves. There we go. You should you need to watch that by next week. Yeah. That's your homework. Listen, don't tell me what my homework is, man. You are the worst when it comes to these things. That's a movie. I could have gotten through that movie the already. Worst. I, the thieve, yo, there's a thing now where TV shows you need twelve hours to watch a TV show. You need 12 consecutive hours to watch a TV show. Sure. You seem to have more of that time than I do. Maybe. Okay. At the same time. <laughs> okay. That's all I'm saying. At the same time. You start a show, fall asleep. Don't watch the whole show. Often. Why? Is it loud in here? Up <laughs> it's so loud. In my business. It's so loud in here. <laughs> It's, somebody turned that I'm down. I'm tired. Whatever I'm saying, I'm just going to say it I'm quieter. tired. It's saying it too loud. Sheesh. It is really humming and harring it here. It's too loud. I actually don't even really like how you're picking on me right now. 
all of it's it. ridiculous. Here's the funny thing about the whole shebang. I can't even talk about it because she hasn't watched it. True. Neither love, have you guys. So some, some let's of you haven't watch watched it. Some of you haven't watched it, but Many I'm here people to tell you I've watched the whole thing. Let us watch it for next week. And I'm waiting for more. It's excellent. It's excellent. I love John Ritter's character. Jason might, Ritter. Jason Ritter. Who's a lot like his scarily dad. like his dad. He's All like his, his dad. Yeah. Which I loved his his other religious. I was like, why do I keep thinking about he had a religious Three's TV Company show. when I watch this? And then Noel's like, this guy reminds me of that guy from Three's Company. And I immediately looked it up, which is the worst thing. Don't even Google. Please, don't even Google Saving Dion. Just watch it. When I when I looked his just his name up, they finished the sentence <laughs> and with like all kind of extra information. <laughs> I was like, okay, wow, so cool. All right, now I know that. Awesome. So yeah, there's that. Um, um somebody said King of Harlem. Tim threw lobbed me that one today. He said, "Are you watching King of Harlem?" King and of I was Harlem. like, "Watch King of Harlem." But did we go over Top Boy last week? I don't remember. I said I watched it all except for 16 minutes. So Top Boy also. I saved it. You didn't finish it. You got to watch Top Boy. You finished it? You got to watch Top Boy because of where it's coming from and how it goes. I follow them on Instagram. Now. That's uh, no, I have not finished or started Top Boy. You I, saw some episodes. I've only watched what you watched. Yeah, it was show. on here. And that was like last week. Last week you had it on and I kind of was like, what's that? And then I thought I would go home and watch it. I never did. So it's a good one. I will watch that. But I, those type of shows, I got to be in the mood because shows affect everything around me. Mm. I watch shows. I start to get into the, the storyline. And then when I fall asleep, I start to dream about the actual show. That's why I don't like talking, Walking Dead. Mm. That makes sense. So that one is the Netflix one. Gemini Man is coming out, I believe, oh, really yeah. soon with Will Smith. Um, looks like it's going to be a good one. We want to go and see it. We are planning a trip to see as well. Oh, Harriet, 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 Harriet no. Tubman story. Harriet. Yeah, as a group. But we as have to watch Joker having nothing to do with black people. Joker. Joker has had lots of reviews. Mixed reviews. Definitely want to see Joker. It's kind of all over the place. Definitely want to see it, got to see it kind of deal. So that is what I've got. Look look at my recommendations here. Look, right on the front, Top Boy. Right there. Yeah, it's like you're going to like this show. But before you watch Top Boy, you need to watch Den of Thieves. Okay. You're going to avoid it just because I said to watch it? A lot of people have been telling me to watch it. Yeah, I just man. have to be in a mood to watch it. Okay. I think if you put it in, you'll enjoy it. Okay. All right. So, now. Um, now, have you got anything else for the screen? 
Nope. A top boy did that. Watch Raising Dion, Godfather, King of Harlem, or whatever it is. P.S. The King of Harlem is Maxie Jones. Anybody who knows Maxie knows that he's a King of Harlem. So, mm. just want to say that. Unless it's a movie about Maxie Jones and it can't be about no King of Harlem, is all I'm saying. <laughs> um, yeah, so those I'm going to. I'm going to finish Raising Dion and catch up with that. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a stand-up that you said that you watched that was really funny. Yes. I talked about um, Gallinger, Mo Gallinger. Mo Gallinger. Is it Gallinger? Okay. Yeah. So I watched Mo um, maybe two weeks ago. Mm. Very funny. He's British. It's British comedy, but it's British Caribbean comedy. So you're getting... The background that we all have, mm-hmm. all of this background, but you're dealing it with it in England. So he talks about sneaking into the pantry to steal snacks to take yeah. outside. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, he's talking about his lollies, which is like our freezies. Okay. He's talking about his crisps that he stole, which is our chips. Okay. And he's it's it's exactly the same life, but British version. It's like bizarro Caribbean (laughs) world. It's funny, and he goes in there, and his his mom catches him, and she tries to, you know, he tries to explain what happened, but his mom's been standing there the whole time watching him steal (laughs) his friend and his friend. That's funny. Yeah, it is funny because we all kind of went through something like that in our lives. It's true. All right, so that's it for me. Nice. Coming events that that are coming up. We already talked about. Revive, November 17th. Revive, revive, revive. Tell revive. a friend to tell a friend. Yes. The dress code is thrift shop chic. Do not buy anything new for this event, but I want your full, funky, fly, fresh self to come out. That outfit that you were thinking about, that you... Um, you know, bring bring that out that you'd never really get a chance to wear somewhere. So mm. we really want people to be free, and yeah, have a have a a good time. Um, the band Bliss will be there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm definitely looking forward to number one having them there, the energy, the performance, all of that. Um, and then I will, I think, likely be performing Lauren Hill that thing again at that time, if if you Almost if you 100%. all if you all will oblige me. So if you want to see Nilo, <laughs> if you uh, actually want to sp- see it, spit a quick verse, spit hot bars. It's gonna be hot chocolate bars. Hot chocolate. Um, let's get back to this weekend coming up. Um, I have a concert I'm seeing called Praise Fest 2019. It is at the Faith Fellowship Worship Center um, here in Edmonton, Alberta. That's October 29th. It starts at 7 o'clock. Ticket prices are at 25 bucks. October 29th? October 19th. Oh, sorry. October 19th. Is that this coming weekend? That's this weekend, yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. What was happening? The Walls Brothers in two weeks. Mm-hmm. Wow. We're featuring Donette Thompson Hall. She'll be there mm-hmm. um, singing away and, and, and worshiping. We have Dwayne D. Melody is going to be there as well. Um, and, a, and quite a few other artists are going to be there. 
So it's going to be at the Faith Fellowship Worship Center. Um, so come all, come all, come one. It's going to be one of those really good events, kind of like the Soka for, Soka for Salvation event the other day. Huh? Sorry. <laughs> See what we're talking about? There we go. <laughs> the one was Wasn't she I like actually ill at that time? It, Wasn't I like literally sick? No. What happened? You chose not to come. Sir, please. <laughs> you chose, stop with your nonsense. You chose not to be Stop it. <laughs> with your nonsense. I'm pretty sure I was sick. And if I'm really honest with you, I can literally go back to the episode to figure it out. Okay. I chose not to come. Hmm? I was not ill. I'm pretty sure I was sick, guy. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there's that one. Okay. Yeah. Noel's birthday, you said, but um, mm-hmm. that's going to be. If you're watching this and you know Noel, his birthday is here at the shop October 26th. Mm-hmm. If you do not know Noel, then just stay where you are. <laughs> okay. So there's that. And that's it. That's it. Do you have a word for today? That's not it. We've got the um, mm-hmm. November 2nd. We've got the Dominica Dominica Independence Day Gala. Um, Uzi La will be performing at that with his other band that's not your band, which is probably why you didn't mention it because you're jealous. Um, but <laughs> um, also Aphrodisiac will be there vending. We'll be there in the room. Um, and now that's it. Okay. <laughs> you got a word? Do you have a word? I love it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I guess I do have a word. I, I have a word. Do. You have a word? This week I have a word. Go ahead. So one of the things that we didn't mention today in the scroll was that a, a man from Kenya, I cannot think of his name, broke the record mm. for the two-hour marathon time. Wow. So he came in a full 20 seconds um, earlier, and I think he ran a four-minute, a 34-second mile. Wow. So they've been training this guy with Nike for a long time, for a bunch of years, to get under this two-hour marathon time. Mm-hmm. And he had to do a lot of things in order to get there. He had other runners that ran with him. And he had a, a whole running team that was, like, running with him, blocking the wind and what have you. Mm-hmm. Um, they also had a laser pointer on the ground, so he had, like, an actual pacer to keep up with. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've been training to do this for a long time. So... Those are kind of the things that he had to help him. And he did say that it took a team effort in order to get where he was. Mm -hmm. But this particular thing is about his rest. So he rests, he sleeps per day, Mm -hmm. 10 hours, an eight hour night and two hour nap sometime during the day. Mm. So the only thing really I want to say is particularly as Caribbean people, but definitely black people, Mm -hmm. we have a tendency to sleep shame and rest shame people. Mm. So we have a tendency to be like, you sleep in? 
what are you gonna you know there's like this an idea that if you are sleeping you are not doing something if right. you're sleeping there's something else you could be doing or that you're wasting time in some way by resting or sleeping and i just want to remind everybody that a lot of the growth the building that happens in your body happens while you are sleeping sleeping, while you are resting your brain there are certain things that your brain cannot get to it can't figure out it can't take it apart into pieces Mm -hmm. until those all those other responses are taken away right Mm -hmm. um where you're not awake and have to deal with all these other things also dreaming gives your mind an opportunity to deconstruct all the problems and put it back together in ways that you maybe cannot do because your thinking mind has different rules and different walls for how things work so a lot of your problem solving happens in your brain when you're sleeping as well Mm -hmm. so Really, what I really, really want to say, because I am rest deprived this particular week, is um, number one, take care of yourself in terms of rest. Make sure you're getting enough rest. Also, make sure you're drinking enough water. Mm -hmm. Make sure you're getting enough rest. And then understand that the work happens in the downtime. Um, I read a book called Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey a long time ago. And one of the things he talks about, the seventh habit actually, is sharpening your axe. Um, if you're going to cut down a tree, you can cut down the tree, but you'll get much further with much less effort if you stop every now and then and mm-hmm. go and sharpen your axe. Nice. Specifically, what he's talking about in sharpening your axe has to do with training, has to do with education, but it also has to do with taking care of yourself and rest and all of those things. So even if you have a problem that you're working on, if there's something that you're trying to get through, even weight loss, there's a lot of things um, like challenges that we go through, stress that we go through on a regular daily basis. And really what would solve it is sleep and rest. So sometimes maybe instead of doing more, do less. Nice. That's it. That's my word for this week. That is a great word. All right. All right, everyone. Thank you again for joining us for episode 25 of the The Black Black Multiverse Multiverse Theory Theory Podcast. We'll see you again next week. And happy Canadian Thanksgiving. Yeah. Good night. Good night.